Okay, Shalom, Shalom, We're here to learn Baruch Hashem Kitzur Shulchan Aruch. We're in Simen Kochav Tess in the Kitzur at Alachat Azayin Benegea, of course, in Yerosh Hashanah. All right, we're approaching. We're approaching less than less than a week now. Um, the final uh, Tuesday of this week of this year, the Tavshin Pei Beis. Let's make the most of it. I heard, I don't remember where or how or what, that each day of uh, the week preceding Rosh Hashanah, somehow, with a kavana of your own, you could be masakin for the whole year of those days. In other words, every Monday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday. I wish I had a makar for what I'm telling you. I don't remember offhand at this point. All right, inside, from the kits of what I could read and learn together. Mitzvah Shem. So we're discussing davening. Most of Rosh Hashanah, when the, by Chazar Sashatz, at the point in time during Musaf where the Chazan starts saying Aleinu. So when it comes to Anach Nukayim, so the Kitzur is telling us the minute how he was Noyig, and of course there are different, I guess, Ahlochis or Minhagim of how different areas do this. But according to the Kitzur as follows, when the Shliach Tziba says Anach Nukayim, so it's usual that the Tzibar, those davening there, also say it together with him, and they also bow down on their knees, and they prostrate themselves. However, they do not. we do not put our faces to the ground, except on Yom Kippur, when the Chazan on Yom Kippur in the Musaf is saying the Avodah, meaning that part of Musaf specifically. Um, okay, obviously there's different argument uh, in this. Shliach also bends his knees, but it's prohibited for the Shliach for it's the Chazan cannot move from his place during Shemayin Esrei. So, so since the Chazan cannot move, he has to stand a little bit far away from the um, from the area of where he davens from Ishtanda in order to be able to properly bow down without moving from his place. And those who are standing near the Chazan as he's davening, near the Shliach Tziba, they help him that he should not have to move his feet at all. And in regard to the Tekiyos, the blowing of the Shefer in the middle of Chazar Sashat of Musaf, the Shliach Tziba himself should not be the one to blow the Shefer unless he himself will be assured to himself, he knows that he won't mix himself up in davening. Halach Yitzayin, in the Ketzok of Chavtes Yitzayin, says as follows. The Ketzok says, when it comes to blowing the Shefer during Chazor Yitzayin, there are very, very numerous, a lot of numerous minhagim of when and where and how. In Zok the Ketz, every place should follow and do what they are usual minig is. So to in regard to the Tekiyas after Chazor Yitzayin, there are many different minhagim. And after all the tekiyas are complete, the Kitzah says there are those who go and hide the shayfa and should not continue to blow afterwards. And even somebody who wants to be able to blow shayfa to perfection on the second day should not take it on the first day to practice. Uh, if there is a bris to be done on Rosh Hashanah, which I was able to be by a few times over the years, so we are noyeg to do the uh, circumcision after the Haftarah of Laini. 
before Kriyas Tekiyah Shreifa. And the Remez is Zachar Bris Avraham. This would refer to the Mila. And Zakti Ketzavaita Akedis Yitzchak. It's a Pasuk, right? Zachar Bris Avraham Akedis Yitzchak. And Akedis Yitzchak refers to Shreifa. So we see Mila comes before Shreifa. And on Shabbos Kedish, we we do the Bris Mila after Ashrei, as there is no Tekiyah Shreifa. Um, and if if it's if it's for whatever reason the baby's with the mother, and the um, mila has to take place by the Yaladis, the one who gave birth, so then we do the tekiah after we leave the shul after davening. Somebody who's already yaitzes obligation of tekiah shayf and he has to go and blow for other people who have not yet been yaitzer who need to hear the shayfer. So then, this person who's already Yitzhak could not only blow the shayfa, but he make the brachas as well. But it's proper, it's best, it's proper, those who have to be Yitzhak and are going to listen should make their own bracha. The, and now, if somebody's going to blow for Nashim, which is a Maisa B'chol Shana, somebody's going to blow and second blow shayfa again later in the afternoon for those women who, due to their motherly responsibilities, are unable to be in shul to hear shayfa. So, so they, if they're already yaitza, these people who are now blowing for the women, they should not make the brachas. But the woman himself, Zakta Kitsa, should make the bracha. Because al piadin, ladies are pata from Tkia Shreifa, midayaisa. Why Zakta Kitsa? Because it's a mitzvah that's time constrained. Mitzvah say Shazman Grama. And therefore, the man would not have no chi of midayaisa to make the brachas. And there are those who say, someone who is already Yitzhak should not blow again for the women. And somebody who's who wants to blow for the women, he should blow for them before he himself hears the Tekiyas and Shul. And on that occasion, since he's blowing first for himself as well, then he makes the brachas on the Tekiyas, and he should have in mind to be Yitzhak might see the women. But it should not be done, Zatikitsa, the first three hours of the day, Tekiyah should not be blown. Because at that, that point in time, a person should not blow Shreifa on his own. Um, the Mishnah Buru points out the reason is because uh, the government will think there's a war or what. So therefore, Yachid does not blow Shreifa uh, in, the, in the, the first three hours of the day. Um, another option would be a person would blow for the women after the keys of the shul were already blown, Betziba. But he, the person who's going to blow for the women, should not have kavana to be yaitza with these tekiyas. He should have in mind that later he'll blow for the women, and at that point he'll be yaitza. And therefore he can make a bracha when he blows for the women after that of the shul is blown. And even though he'll go back to the shul, to Davin Musaf, and to listen to the further tekiyas of the about uh, care during Musaf, this hefsek does not require him, the one who blew for the women, to make another bracha. Why? Because all the tekiyas of the day are one mitzvah. And if a woman who are weak, uh, if a woman is weak and needs to eat before the tekiyas, she is allowed to eat. Of course, there are varying halachas and shuvas in this regard, of a man eating before tekiyos and this and that, many shuls do have a break, so on and so forth. So in summarization, it's best if someone could make the brachas on behalf of the women 
if this someone did not yet was not yet yaitza. Okay, chaf. When someone leaves the shul on Rosh Hashanah, somebody should go and return home easily without running. He should be happy and in a good spirit and with confidence. Because Hashem heard the voice, the sound of our tilos, and the sound of our shayfa, and he heard them with mercy. A person should go home, eat and drink enough to be satisfied. But he should be careful not to overeat, not to stuff himself. And the U.S. Hashem should be alponov. In other words, you should realize that the day is still a serious day. Be happy and confident, but don't overdo it. And remember what, what the day is about. A person should learn Torah on his table. After Berchus Hamazon, he shouldn't sleep. He should go back to Shul. Should say to Hillam, Hillam Betzibah. He says it until Mincha. Except for someone whose head hurts, he's allowed to rest a little bit, to sleep a little bit before he goes back uh, to the base Knesses. Arizal points out that sleeping before Chatzos is prohibited. Okay, not here. He doesn't say that in the kids. I'm saying that on my own from uh, what I saw in the Mishabur. Okay, we'll hold here for the day. Zag is on to Ksirach Sinatayva. Call to